0: The following message from Bible teacher and pastor, Jim Crabb, is brought to you by Amago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. Praise His
1: holy name this morning. I'm in the book of Luke chapter 4 today. I don't have very long, but we're going we're, we're to get it done today. I've got some verses that have been burning in my heart, and I want to bring them to you quickly this morning. In Luke chapter 4, this is a powerful chapter here, isn't it? This, where I'm going to start is in verse 14. And this is right after the temptation of Jesus. Remember that story? The devil, after he had been in the desert for 40 days, fasting, praying, the, the devil... In his when he was at his weakest, came to him and tried to tempt him. How many know there's still enough power to get through even when you're at your weakest? And Jesus, you know the story, he battled that off. He he used the word of God against the devil and he obeyed God and he did not fall into te- that temptation, right? Amen. I, let, let's look up at verse 13, one verse before that. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, I like this, he departed from him for a season. The way to get the devil to depart is to just keep saying no, and he gets discouraged real fast, and he'll leave for a while. And he'll come back and see how you're doing in a little while. But here's, this is the message today, verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. How did, he, how did He return? In the power of the Spirit. After what? After 40 days of fasting in the wilderness. Out being by Himself. Not, not by being around big crowds. He went out by Himself. and 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 after the temptation, when when he's, he was so weak and the devil offered him something to eat, he offer, offered him opportunity, he gave him, uh, he, he tried to play on who Jesus was and get him to turn those stones into bread. And Jesus said no to it all. And then all of a sudden, he comes back and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. That's what happens to you when you begin to fast and pray and really get a hold of God. Amen. I see, I see a season of fasting and praying coming here to Imago Day and to everybody at home. I really do. We, we didn't this time, but we, you know, a lot of years we've taken January and, and met here in the house of God every night. For 31 days. Yeah. Right? We met here in the house of God at these altars and we prayed every night yes, for an hour. We we interceded and, and, and fasted. We were and fasted. And we were giving our ourselves to Jesus. And and you know, some days were tough when you feel weak, but I want to thank God when you say no to your flesh and to the devil. You are, I believe this. You're getting ready to do what Jesus, what happened to Jesus in verse 14. You're getting ready to come back in the power of the Spirit. Shout the power of the Spirit. That's how you got to live. That's how we got to live. We can't live in the power of our brain. We don't, I don't care if you're the smartest guy in Cincinnati, you don't have enough brain power. To, to to get through what life and the devil is throwing at you we are got to return that's why the devil's trying i'm serious that's why the devil's trying to take the holy Spirit out of the church he he is man but thank because he doesn't want us to to return in the power of the spirit right. he'll let you return in the power of your mind and your brain all every day. But what He doesn't want you to do is return in the power of the Spirit. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went a fame of Him throughout all the region round about. And He taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And He came to Nazareth. Now He had, between verse... Verse 15 and verse 16, Jesus didn't change. He was still the same Jesus that he was when when he went into all those synagogues and there was the power of the Spirit was there. Right? And this fame was going on about him and people were being touched by him. But he comes to Nazareth in verse 16 where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. I'll tell you, he was going to do more than read. He was going to preach a little bit. Ha! And he stood up in the synagogue on the Sabbath and began to read, speak the word. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, Now listen to me. We gotta stay in our Bibles too. You you just it's not all about just spirit stuff. I love the spirit stuff. I just told you we gotta have the power of the Spirit. But we gotta open the book too. Woo! Keep opening the book. Keep putting the word out. Keep, Keep meditating in the scripture. The Bible teaches us to talk about the Scripture when you get up in the morning. Talk about it at noontime. Talk about it when you go to bed. Write it on the doorpost of the house. Amen? you got to open the book. Say out loud, I'm going to open the book. That doesn't mean just take your big family Bible and open it on the coffee table. That means you got to have a regular life with and interact with the Word of God. And meditate in the scripture. And think about the scripture. You have to study. You, you know these days we don't have any excuse. There is so many opportunities to open the book. In so many ways. And you don't have to have libraries full of stuff. Now it's right here. It's right on your phone. Right there. Yeah. Amen. And so he opened the book. He's, he's getting ready to, to go forward here. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Whenever you're in trouble, I'll tell you what to do. You've got to find... That's why you need to know the Scripture. Because you've got to find the place where it's written. You can't just say, well, I think the pastor one time, he knows this and he preached on it one time. I have no idea where it is and I can't find it and look at it Amen. Thank God he found the place where it was written. You know why? That's not, that's not, I believe that's not because of his divinity. This was because in his humanity he studied the scroll of the book of Isaiah. And the power of the book of Isaiah was coming out of him. And he found the place where it was written. You know these verses. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he closed the book. So he opened it and then he closed it. And he closed the book, he gave it to the minister, and he sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. I guess so. They, They came to hear the preacher but they were shocked at what the preacher just preached. That, that the book of Isaiah, right, was talking about him? You mean, we've, we've wondered who that was. We've thought about who that was. And then this guy, this traveling preacher, he comes in here and reads the verses. And now he tells us that it's all about him. Huh? Verse twenty-one though, this is what really rocked their world. And he began to say unto them (laughs) This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, that what Isaiah said is being manifested right now. And it's, and it's on me. This day, this scripture is being fulfilled in your ears because the one that was sent to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance, right? Give sight to the blind, set the captives free, all that kind of stuff is here. And verse 22, And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said... Now, here's what starts happening to you though. Wait a minute. They're excited up to a point, then they then you know what happened? Then their brain got involved with it. Huh? Uh, you know, we we've always said about us here at Imago Day, we're we're faith people, spirit people, but we we don't check our brains at the door. We use our brain to to, to when you have a sanctified brain, then you can—it's cleansed, and and you can get somewhere. But honestly, sometimes I'm thinking about going going to. Let's check. You can't get in here, and if if you're going to come in here and 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 let your brain get bigger, we might not let you in anymore, huh? Because this is what happened. Here, their brain gets involved in it. And they're trying to figure out who this guy is. He's just announced who he is. And then they said, wait a minute, is not this Joseph's son? They knew Joseph because he's in his hometown. And he said unto them, you will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said unto them, "Verily, or truly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country." You know this Dr. Barclay calls it the sin of familiarity. When you've been when you've been around someone and you you you've been around them a, a, a lot, right? That you begin to you begin to just get overly familiar with who they are as a person and and it gets more difficult to recognize any gifting in their life. But I tell you a truth. Verse 25, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up for three years and six months, when great famine was throughout the land, and unto none of them was Elijah sent, instead uh, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, and a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel at the time of Elijah the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Now here this is this is what I really, really wanted to get to today. And they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath or anger. So they went from being awed by what he just said about who he was. Then their brain got in it. They said, yeah, but this, wait a minute, he can't be that. This is Joseph's son. How could Joseph's son be this? Right? And then... It, it got, the more he preached, they got, they got more angry. They heard these things, they were filled with anger. And they rose up and thrust him out of the city. They threw him out of town. I know a lot of churches that have done that. Huh? When they hear what he starts preaching, they they, run, they run, him out of the, run him out of the church. I say, I, I know I say, I'm, I pick on this a lot, but I feel like it's part of my calling. Listen, man, we're not running the Holy Ghost out of the church. I'm not running any of the gifts of the Spirit out of, out of the church. And I'm not going to give in to the, the, a lot of these churches today They'll tell you they believe in the gifts of the Spirit and the power of God. But there's never any manifestation. There's never any, there's never any power manifested and a release of anointing. Right? And I'm all I'm telling you is we're not running him out, we're not running him out of this church. They, isn't that amazing? Look at that. And they. When they heard these things, they were angry, rose up, verse 29, and thrust him, threw him out of town. Can you imagine? Threw him out of town. Threw him out of town, out of the town he was born in. Out where he was raised in. Right? The the, the miracle workers is from this little town. right? Right? They were so angry, and they thrust him out of the city, verse 29, and led him unto the brow of the hill, whereupon their city was built, so that they might cast him down headlong. Well, you know that story? They wanted to throw him off the cliff. That's that's what can happen to churches. You you lose what you've what God has given you, and you and you get angry about it, and you. You're, you run it out. And then you thrust out the Master. And then you, you're so ticked off at the Master that you take the Master, the Savior, the Healer, the Prophet, the, the, the answer to the book of Isaiah that He just preached. And now you, you turn on Him and, he, and you get ticked off a, a, at Him, run Him out of town, take Him to the... The the where the town was built on this on this hill, right? So that they might cast him down headlong. But I, you know, verse thirty. I love this. Thing. So there's all these people, and he is outnumbered in an incredible way. And all these, you know, if you don't, if you don't know what anger and rage are, you you ought to see a bunch of religious church people get angry. My God in heaven. Huh? Huh? They were ready to throw him off the hill instead of exalt him as the king. I love verse 30 though. But he shout but he but but he but he So there there might be he might be outnumbered but he Huh? There might be more natural physical power there than 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 he's got natural physical power but remember that he returned out of that from the temptation and from fasting and prayer, he returned in the power of the Spirit. Huh? And he, but he, passing through the midst of them. I'm like, you know, when you think about that story, you got to meditate in it for a minute and think, well, how do, what do you mean he passed through the midst of them? He just, I mean, like they were ready to, they took him up to the hill and they were ready to throw him off the hill, right? But thank God he was in the power of the Spirit. And when you're in the power of the Spirit, here's the point, when you're in the power of the Spirit, I said when you're in the power of the Spirit, when you're walking in the power of the Spirit, and that's what we're doing, praise God. You, the Bible says you, he walked right through the middle of them. There, there's something that happened. I, I would say it was, it was, remember when the Red Sea parted? And, and water, that water usually flows together. But when the Holy Ghost comes and the wind starts blowing of God and He b- breathes on it and Moses put his rod in the Red Sea, the, the Bible says the waters parted and stood up. And the Israelites did what Jesus did, hallelujah, and they walked through the middle of a body of water because the body of water was separated and parted. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way. Now, you know what I see in that? I say, Jim Crab, learn this lesson. I I don't care how many numbers are against you. You just keep moving in the power of the Spirit. And you'll and and that I don't care what they've got against you. They 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 wanna they might want to run you out of the church and throw you off the, the the side of the hill. But you just because you returned in the power of the spirit. And the reason you're in the power of the spirit is because you fasted and you prayed and you resisted the devil and you returned in the power of the Holy Spirit, you can pass through the midst of even when you're severely outnumbered. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, you you all in your house, but Sarah and I have spent our life being outnumbered. We've been outnumbered in so many situations. We've been outnumbered financially. We've been outnumbered with people. I mean, there's so many things. But thank God for all these years since 1973, we we have marched forward in the power of His Spirit. Amen? On Mondays, we walk through the midst of of, of turmoil, tribulation, people that are against us that want to stop our ministry and our life, huh? Listen, I've had I've had I've had people in the middle of a service get up, get ticked off about something I said, Amen. Because I wasn't really. It was because I wasn't doing what they wanted me to do in the church, but. I told them up front, I'm not for sale. We're not here to do what you want done. We're here to obey Jesus. Huh? And they, I've had them get up in the middle of the service. I mean angry. Angry, angry, angry. In fact, when we, when we bought Pastor Josh's building and the 30 acres up on the hill over here, we got a miracle money. I mean, it was, it was awesome. And we were part of the kingdom plan. Pastor Josh had built that building, was in it for a couple years. And for whatever reason, it just, he, he, this is his testimony. He's, he would tell you that every time he was, that he would stand in the pulpit, he felt like Jonah in a whale's belly. Like I want out of here. This isn't where I'm supposed to be. I want to go back downtown with the drug addicts and the poor, where his his calling was, not out in the suburbs, and yet we got this miracle building, got a great, really super good price on it, but so did he, we were able to bless him so he could go back downtown and and open his ministry again, but I I was shocked because we had, that was when we were meeting in the high school, Forest Park High School, and uh, we had, there was 400 people by then meeting in that high school every week. We'd set it up, take it down every week. For, for four, in four years, we grew to 400 people. And I thought, well, everybody's going to be excited because this is our last Sunday having to set everything up and, and, and rent a school building. Right? I thought, everybody's going to be excited about this. Right. But when I got up and announced that, that this is our last service here, God has moved and given us a great miracle. There were people that were so angry that they got up, ticked off, walked down the side aisle, walked past our ushers, and cussed like a sailor, cussed me like a sailor, went out by the... Where the, we, the children were in some rooms that were on the side of the exit door there, and the windows were open because there wasn't air. We didn't have air conditioning in, in that school at that time, in the classrooms. And, and they, they didn't stop cussing to the ushers about the pastor because I wouldn't listen to them, right? And they, they kept cursing me and calling me, I mean, bad stuff. And the, and the little children hurt. That, that hurt me. But I'll tell you what I had to do. I had to do what Jesus did. And I had to pass right through the middle of them. You know what I had to do? I had to keep walking, TJ. I had to keep marching. I had to keep preaching what I've been preaching. What brought me to the dance. We had to keep believing it. We had to keep preaching it. And the things we stand for as faith people and Bible people and Holy Ghost people and fasting people and altar people. And total submission people to the will of God. We had to walk right through the midst of them. Praise God forevermore. Amen? I don't care what you're going through. You can walk right through the midst of it. When you're outnumbered, you're going to go right through the middle of it. But you've got to keep moving. And you pass through the middle of it, even when they're ready to throw you off the side of the hill. Yeah. Ha! What kind of, you know, that isn't fun when that happens, you know. It isn't. That's not exciting. That's, that could can, that can, that can pour water on you, try to make you wet, man. It's, but but when, you, when you get it in your mind. I'm, I'm here to obey God, not men. Hmm? I had one of those guys that, that, that cussed me. I had him in a, in a meeting, uh, in a breakfast meeting. We, the breakfast was good. The meeting went downhill <laughs> because he was, he was a wealthy business guy. And, you know, sometimes wealthy business guys they got a lot of smart stuff in their brain that are, you should listen to. Unless the Holy Spirit spoken something different to you. And this guy had tried to, at the breakfast meeting, tell me why this, us buying Pastor Josh's building could never be the will of God. Huh? I said, well, because... If you just hold on, he's telling me if we do this strategy and business and we do this and so, you, you, you'll we'll be huge and this will happen. And I stopped him in the middle of it and I said, Excuse me, I'm not the goal of my ministry is not to get huge. The goal of my ministry is to be obedient. I want to obey God, I want to live and die having obeyed God every day of my life. I don't always get that done but I strive to, don't you? And I said, and and your other problem is that the Holy Spirit has spoken clearly. And the Holy Spirit, that when I followed Him since 1973, has always, I've always been in the will of God and it's always worked out, even when it didn't look like it was going to work out. Even when sometimes they were ready to cast me off the hill. Huh? But when I passed right through the middle of them because I returned in the power of the Spirit. Praise God. The will of God always comes to pass and to play. Shout out loud, I'm passing through the midst of them. In Jesus' name. Let's stand up together. Praise His holy name. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Doesn't seem like it's 2.15 already, does it? Man, man. (laughs) Praise His name. I just feel like saying this if you're tempted to give in to pressure to compromise your stance on anything to compromise what God said in his word don't do it you resist it and you say no I'm not for sale I don't care how much money I could make doing that the Holy Spirit and the word of God has said thus and so and so don't do it don't do it don't be for sale for anybody Amen. Father, today I pray over everything that's been spoken, said. Uh, Sister Ashley, thank you for obeying God there and doing that. That was the Spirit of God. For everything that we, as we worshiped, today, Lord, we're here to obey you. That's all we ever want to do. From the day we planted this ministry, it's all we've ever wanted to do. And I want to thank you, Lord, that maybe even today it seems like so many things are against us. And I want to thank you, though, Lord, that the Spirit of Jesus is upon us. And we, like Jesus, our our example and our model can pass through the midst of our trouble even when it seems like things are getting ready to destroy us, we're going to be all right, and we're going to pass through to the other side in Jesus' mighty name. If you're watching today and you're not a Christian, I want to challenge you that today is a day of salvation. And if you're not a Christian, meaning you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, made Him the Lord of your life, believed in his work amen or maybe you did that in your past but because of pressure and the devil tempting you you got away from the father's house like the prodigal son did And but today you want to come home I want to invite you to come home this morning come home to Jesus if you're backslid, come back home come back home to the Lord you can pray right there where you are Somebody in this room can pray right where you are. And today we believe that God's richest and best is waiting for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Amago Day, please visit our website at ImagoDayCinsi.com. I am A G O. D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y dot com. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crab and Amago Day, please visit our website at I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y dot Y.com.